no matter how wicked bitches are, for some reason, we always go back to them. Uh, there's three. Why? Three little inches. Why? <laughs> Is that it? That's it. All right. The you don't think that's the reason we're, we're oh, so stupid? Yeah, I know. I know. We're absolutely addicted to those three inches of warm, wet meat. <laughs> warm, wet meat, huh? That's it. That's what we're addicted to. It's amazing what we'll put up with just for that. It really is. Dude, you haven't ever been in an argument with a chick where you where you see the spin and and you know in your head that you should probably hold your ground, but you're like, well, if I just give in just a little bit, I'll get a blowjob tonight in the, you know, and, and you and you go the wrong way. You've never done that? Not really, no, because because I I I won't allow anyone to get the upper hand. Yeah, I've definitely done that. I've definitely done the well. What do I want to do more? Do I want to win the fight or do I want to fucking blow a load? And I always choose blow a load. Really? And then I just yeah. Well, twenty three years with someone I fucking well, hated. Yeah. Well, I hate. well, again, you were married, and you know I haven't been married. I I mean I was married when I was very very young, but that lasted yeah. three years. But I haven't been married since. So, so it's just, you know, and, and I've had fortunately, and I'm not blowing my own horn here, but fortunately I've structured my existence to where I've been fortunate enough to be, be choosy. Yeah. 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 Dude. Now, now's a different story. Now I'm old <laughs> and you know, a I'm old B not only do I have an iPad, but now I have a Surface as well, so I've got <laughs> HD Pornhub if I want it. You know. Yeah, but that all- but that didn't exist even ten years ago. That's what I'm saying. Back then it was different. Then you had to, you know. Then the women had, you know, some ground to stand on. Right. Now they can be replaced within ten seconds yeah. by whatever fantasy you want to fucking have. Yeah, and and with the uh, invent of these uh, real dolls, yeah, you know, getting more real all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be obsolete. The only thing that I've done that the real doll has done is, is stopped my thoughts of buying the real hip. You've seen those, the, the real hip. That's just like the, the chick's ass and the pussy. <laughs> I, I have seen that. Yes. Thought about buying one of those at one point. <laughs> then they came out with the real dolls, which aren't too expensive. So yeah. Once I, one, once we get, once we get back working again, that might be my gift to myself for, <laughs> driving coronavirus be the the real doll yeah <laughs> hail and kill caller you're on the air hail and kill from oklahoma neely and chris what's up hey we uh were talking about you earlier tonight you know that i do my ears are on man <laughs> what's going on in oklahoma how are the uh well, meth, how are the meth heads dealing with the virus dude it's crazy here i mean it is just stupid i mean like everybody ran out there and they're still running out there and buying all this toilet paper and like i mean it's just surreal like you know they set out a thing today it said everybody like can't gather in any groups of 10 or less or even you know it's just it's really strange man i'm just not too sure what to make out of this shit. yeah well how how has this affected you personally i i don't know what you do for a living but uh has this affected your uh you know, your income or anything? Dude, absolutely. I'm a professional musician. <laughs> I don't but know like, why well, I don't know why I found that funny, but okay. <laughs> that's what well, you, like, okay, that's so, what that's what your main income is, is your is a professional musician? Yeah, man. Yeah, I, I teach and I play I play gigs, you know? Yeah, I get it. I mean I know guys who gig but they also have a job. Well, I've been doing this for like over 20 years, you know, just teaching and playing. All right. All right. I'll just take your word for it. So, like, we played uh, St. Patrick's Day. You know, it was like they said, okay, every every bar in Tulsa has got to shut down at midnight. So we were playing this gig outside of town at this little little town. So we went ahead and played. But I was like, look, you know, I don't know how many people are going to show up to this thing, you know. And so it was kind of weird because it was like, it took me seven years to get a gig at this place. <laughs> that's 
this was, so this like was your this was your this was your dream gig. gig. This was the dream gig you've been waiting seven years for. No, no, it's just close by the house, and so you know I like to have some. <laughs> You know, I like to have some stuff close by the house when I'm not, you know, touring around and doing all kinds of other stuff, you know. All right. So um, we show up there at, like, you know, 7 o'clock, and, I mean, there's there's a good crowd of people there. And, well, but, like, everything else so what, what's a down. Good, what's, a good, what's a good crowd for you? This, this place holds about 100 people, and so there's probably, you know, 75 people in there. Okay. And so, uh, you know, then I, I was supposed to go down to Austin and do some session work. I had some gigs around South by Southwest. All that canceled. I had 10 days in April, like to Kansas City, Omaha, and the Quad Cities, all canceled. I'm trying to book this shit to Alaska, like I was telling you about when I called you guys last time. That's just like, I don't even know what to do with that, man. I'm just like sitting here like been working on music and trying to collaborate with my friends and stuff like that you know it's just really bad so are you uh, performing in your bedroom and uploading it on twitter and youtube to entertain your fans well i've been sitting here kind of like the biggest lawyer in the world for the last week you know because I, I traditionally i do a lot of that kind of stuff so does chris i haven't been doing it this week. huh <laughs> so does chris damn right <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I've been watching all kinds of other people, how they're doing it and what they're doing. Shit, man, about 7 o'clock, you know, Facebook's just so jammed up, you can't hardly even get on there, you know? So you're, still, right. so you're still using Facebook? Yeah, I think what I'm going to try to do is, like, do some Instagram live and do some, uh, like, you know, Neil Young's been doing, like, you know, live out in the woods, shit like that. He's just been recording it and then uploading it, doing it that way, you know? <laughs> Sure, you Neil Young, same audience. <laughs> so, so, so is he taking a shit in the woods like a bear on on video or anything like that? No, nah, dude, he's playing all this. You know, he's playing a lot of you know rare cuts and shit like that. You know. Yep, yeah, I hear you. <laughs> all you right. guys aren't Neil Young fans, I'm sure of that. No, but, I am know. a Neil Young fan. I actually am. I, I like the older stuff. I don't know what he's doing today, but you know. Dude, I mean, it's just like everything else. You know, it's like, can you listen to anything from any artist that's been around for 60 years and say that it's all as great as their top five songs? No, you can't. But, you know, I like his ethic. I like the way he thinks. I like the way he works. I like the way, he, you know, I just like the guy. You know, he's just a free free spirit type dude. Yeah, he's, so he's, he's a likable like Canadian who bashed U.S. but then became a citizen. It's kind of odd that way, but yeah, okay. You know, I think, man, when he had that when he had that brain issue in, in 05, I think he's kind of gone a little crazy since then. You, you know? think? Well, you would know. I, I think so. <laughs> I think so. I haven't seen the Tiger King yet, but I just wanted to give you guys my two cents in on that. Well, know? hurry but up! You're you're I, in Oklahoma, so you you're on the ground reporter. So how how far was this place from you, and how much are you aware of it? Okay, so here's the thing: that place is down there. Like when you go to Dallas, you, there's a little town down there. It's like uh, Winniewood, and it's like you see the sign all the time. But I know of like. There's one of those rescue places out here close by. We had this CD release party there actually one time. And it was like, I, I figured out, like, okay, all those rescue places, they take these animals that have been like, you know, these drug dealers will have them or some crazy person will decide they can raise like a timber wolf in an apartment and shit like that. So, well, when did, when did they will, come, when did they come confiscate yours? Man, I've never had any exotic <laughs> animals. You know, I've known people that have, but I'd never had myself. All right. I mean, this guy had a couple of timber wolves, and one dude had a bobcat. I was just like, man, I think I just like too much work for me. You know. Yeah, you are. But, uh, you are a musician, after all. So yeah, working hard is out of the question. <laughs> dude, I don't think you know. I mean, you know how hard it is to like make a living playing an instrument. Dude, do you think do you think I haven't really been tough. around musicians for the last twenty five or thirty years? It's a lot harder yeah, when you don't have probably, talent. I'm thinking you're probably kidding me. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's really tough. Though, All right. Well, seriously. tell us about the Lion King or the yeah the Tiger King. Go ahead. 
So that, that guy's way down in South Oklahoma, but there's like one one of those places over here, you know, it's like they were needing like some help um, feeding them all, you know, because like seriously, this girl, her husband, and her parents, they all worked like full time at uh, American Airlines in Tulsa, and they were still having trouble keeping them all alive out there. So like every every fall and spring, they have like a, you know, little, um, you know, come out and support the park, you know, we're, we're trying to feed these animals over the winter type deal. So, anyway, so, so we decided, hey, this so, would be a good... So, so, to summarize, you don't know anything about the Tiger King. <laughs> oh, well, you know, I, I don't know him personally or nothing. No, he was way away from thank, me. Thank you so much for your call. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a real quick question. So, it's $30,000 a year to feed a tiger, but a bullet only costs a nickel? Well, you know, the thing is, it's like the sanctuary type situations, like what I was saying. I mean, so they got a lot of illegals there then? Well, it's like these people, you know, they get these animals and they think they can keep a wild animal. And it's like they don't even understand what it takes to keep a wild animal. So they end up in these sanctuaries. And, and the zoos don't want, want them because they can't verify their bloodline. And, you know, there's all these politics between the zoos and the sanctuaries, you know? So it's like, you know, the people that are, are doing and taking care of them, you know, they're just going through a lot, and they're really strange. Some of them are really strange, obviously, by this Tiger King thing, you know. But, I mean, they'll feed them, like, 400 pounds of chicken a day or, you know, like this liger. I mean, this thing is, like, 12 feet tall. I mean, it's enormous. Couldn't believe it. And, uh, you know, it eats hundreds of dollars of food a week, and, you know, the, the money's got to come from someplace, you know. It's like... It's a real strange world, I'm telling you. All right. Well, I see a benefit, uh, you know, being arranged where you're headlining for feeding these tigers. Man, I don't know. They closed the one down over here that we, <laughs> we played at because this liger, like, grabbed this volunteer and, like, bit him on the back of the neck. He died a few days later. It was sad. So they closed <laughs> down to the public. Why is it that Oklahoma's got all these fucked up people down there? Dude, I don't know. I'm not really from here either. I've lived <laughs> here a bunch of years, but it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's just kind of like the back lot that never got developed, I think, you know? <laughs> but yet you still continue to stay there even though you're a professional musician and you could probably live anywhere, right? Well, yeah, man. I mean, you know, i got a pretty nice place here, and be able to like replicate this somewhere like Austin or somewhere else would be a lot more money. I mean, a lot more money. And so, you know, my one big regret probably is, you know, staying here. I should have gone to California, New York, somewhere like that, you know, when I was younger. But, you know, I, I, I do what I can. I do what I do. And there's highways and airports everywhere I go, you know. So sure. Sure. it's not like you're stuck here. You're, you just live here, you know. Well, you're a fan of ours, so that's that's what makes it important. Dude, you guys keep me in stitches. I mean, I've been, like, furloughed for the last two or three weeks. I've been tuning in every week. Well, we're glad to know you're spreading the love along with the virus in Oklahoma. Dude, I'm staying around. I'm staying at home. This is crazy. It's just crazy. All right. I, I mean, mean half, of me, half of me says it's like a big farce. The other half says, well... Maybe there's something to it. The other half is looking at the numbers going, well, it's not that really that much different than the regular flu that tears through every year. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. Anything else? And it's like it's disrupted a whole bunch of shit, you know? I mean, a lot of these clubs that I play at, they're not going to be reopening. There's just no way they're going to be able to. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that concert from your bedroom. Right on, dude. I sent you guys some links to my shit on YouTube. I don't know if you got it or not. Yeah, deleted. <laughs> Have you ever listened to it? No. <laughs> How do you know it sucks if you haven't listened to it? Looked at the pictures. <laughs> do what? Nothing. All right, dude. Well, we're going to move along. Well, right on, man. You guys have a good one. Hail and kill. Hand job.
next time I come to Chicago, I am yanking that fucking phone <laughs> thing right out of your fucking board. I'm taking it and I'm going to run it over with my car. <laughs> so funny. Oh God. All, All right. right. Well, since, since, uh, nudity and pornography is right up your alley. Yes. Finally. Not that you are a fan of this because it's too uh, it's too mellow for your tastes. Okay. Playboy publishes its last ever print edition of the magazine. I thought they did that like five years ago. No. Apparently they they uh, claim that due to this virus that mm-hmm. they've printed their last edition. What is there about 20 people that are upset by this? I have no idea. I don't know what the, uh, you know, I don't know how many copies of Playboy magazine sell these days because of all the, because of the, you know, obviously the, the porn hubs and everything of the world out there. So it's like, how does a magazine even stay in business? Do you think that there are still people that don't, that don't go all the way? That don't that just like to see, you know, a chick with her top off and, you know, covering her snapper in the right place. <laughs> you think there are the I, people that I, you are, know? To be honest with, I don't know. I mean, I've never bought a Playboy magazine. I've seen them, but I've never bought one and thought, man, that's the best magazine ever. Well, okay, well let's let's play the game though. If you were gonna buy one, yes. for whatever reason, yeah, and you had playboy or something that was a lot more hardcore swank or we or one of those yeah i don't even know if they're still printing but whatever you had something that was really hardcore and the chick on the cover were equally good looking would you buy the playboy that you knew was sort of tastefully shot yeah or would you want us or would you want to see the chick stuffing four fingers <laughs> up her pussy? well as a younger person with, you know, friends who, who did purchase magazines, obviously yeah. the ones that held the most interest were like Penthouse and, yeah. and Hustler. The dirtier stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, if, if you had a Hustler, and I'm talking, you know, 35 years ago. Fuck yeah. That was, that was like taboo. Fuck yeah. I can remember having a hustler sitting on a couch in the woods, beating my dick and <laughs> fucking trying to yank my shorts up real quick and hide it back under the fucking thing. Every time I heard a noise, right here, you, you hear a tree branch or something from a bird flying through it. And you're throwing the magazine underneath the, underneath the couch and trying to yank your pants up right. real quick. So it caught by your buddies jerking off. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I remember that. Well, I, I'm, you know, personally, like you, I'm a little surprised that uh, Playboy, as a print magazine, has lasted as long as it has. I'm too. I can't. I, I just can't fathom who would buy that now. I don't know. Because you know the thing that's, I got it back in the day, like before before like the porn hubs and stuff. Yeah, because but, that was the only thing you had. But but even when you started having online porn or even porn in the in the um, movies the the rental places you know not not the blockbuster but the little mom and pop yeah store yeah the always, places where you had to go behind the curtain yeah behind the curtain or through the doors or right, whatever right to to the porn section those chicks that were in those porn movies were like almost as hot as the Playboy girls. So the Playboy still had appeal because you kind of were taking a step down, you know, like if, if the chick on Playboy was a nine, then the chick in the, in the movie was probably a seven that got elevated to a nine by the fact that she was taking two dicks in her mouth. Yeah. Or whatever. Cause she was actually putting out as it were. Yeah. yeah but she wasn't as good looking, mm-hmm. but me, you go to Pornhub and whatnot now. Some of them chicks are beautiful. Well, because I, they because they have to be because yeah. because the the standard has been lowered, right? Uh, as far as what sells and what doesn't sell, mm-hmm. that if if somebody's going to be a, a porn actress, 
Yeah. They 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 have to perform. Yeah, they got to look the part too. They got to look like they got to literally be something that that the guy that's jerking to them cannot attain. That's what they have to be. Right. They have to be the 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 chick that, unless you get gobs of money, you would never get that chick. Right. And and yeah, but but that just ruined Playboy. Can blame the coronavirus all they want. That's what ruined Playboy. Was the fact that the chicks in porn are hot. Yeah. Well, here here's the question I have, and, and I'm not quite the connoisseur you are, but does it make again, I, I and again I don't know what the industry standard is. But right. when it comes to being a say a porn actress, is there any money in that anymore? I don't think so, no. That's the whole thing. So I wonder why you know, an, uh, somebody who wants to get into porn would actually go, yeah, you know, I don't want to be a porn actress. Yeah, I, I think there is money to make, but it's on a different platform. I think, you know, the cam, the cam money is where they make. Well, money. I they get, make- I get that because if you're doing a live show for your captive yeah. audience, I get that part, but to, yeah. to actually shoot a movie. Yeah, but but most of them use the move. The vi- First of all, nobody's shooting movies anymore. I don't think. I mean, they're shooting scenes. Okay, that's, well, that's, that, that's kind of what I mean. I don't necessarily mean like an hour and ten minute thing. I'm talking about actually shooting some kind of a scene. Between seven and twenty minutes is the optimal time. Yeah. Thing below anything below seven minutes is is usually cut up and it's usually poorly edited. Anything over twenty minutes gets boring, or you jizz and then you're done watching anyway. <laughs> so it's like, you know, neither are good. But but. What what these chicks are doing now, they use their porn scenes. They'll they they all build a following on Twitter. That's the first thing they all do. They all build a huge following on Twitter and they post their porn scenes that are on Pornhub or X videos or X hamster or wherever. You know, they post those up and that leads them to saying, Okay, I'm going live now and then the people that want to tell them to fucking stick a dildo in their ass or whatever you know, they follow these chicks and then they know when these chicks go live. Yeah. And that they make their big money. All so, right. Well, I understand that part, but, but the actual filming of a, you know, a porno video per se, regardless of the length, probably a hundred, 150 bucks. Yeah. It, it just doesn't seem to me like, you know, there would be any money in it, especially with all these free porn sites out there anymore. Well, you know, your, your porn hubs and whatnot, they make all their money from the advertising. Mm-hmm. I cannot even imagine there's a company out there called jerk mate. And what, what's jerk it called? Mate. What's it called? Jerk mate. M a T E. Yeah. Okay. It's, um, I, I'm a, and I'll be honest. I always skip through the, through the jerk mate ad, but <laughs> But jerkmate, I think, is like some kind of cyber. You tell it to do what you want it to do while you're jerking off. I think that's what it's for. All right. I, I'm being deadly. You know me. I, I certainly will admit anything I've ever done. I just <laughs> haven't followed through with jerkmate okay. to know what it is. Okay. But, but jerkmate advertised like every every other video. You watch like one or two videos on Pornhub. Or, or on X videos, certainly okay. on X videos. Okay. And the third one preloads with Jerkmate. So I cannot even fathom what Jerkmate pays Pornhub a month. Okay. They must pay a shitload of money because nobody watches one video. Everybody watches any, any, any jerking session is usually three to five videos. I'm going to assume. I know, I know from personal experience, it's usually about five videos before I find the right one. So, so you watch four or five vids before you get there, you see two jerk bait ads. Well, you know, that's two for one person. Now multiply that by millions of people. Well, I can understand Pornhub making the money, but, but mm-hmm. what about the actresses? Well, they don't make anything because they, again, they do just like we did with the classic metal show. They start their own channel. They start their own channel, which is generally free. It's a free channel. Now, they can do a monetized channel on mm-hmm. Pornhub, mm-hmm. but some of them will do a free channel or, or maybe monetized by Pornhub to make some money. But, the, again, the gold is in get them to know your name 
get them to follow you on Twitter and then do cam shows. And that's when they get into the chat room and they're like, Hey, you know, suck your boyfriend's cock. And they'll be like, okay, $175. Bing, 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 bing. You hear 20 people going off, dropping in $175. Oh boy. Well, she's made, she's made $3,200 sucking her boyfriend's dick. Sure. And that's what she would do anyway. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's where they make their money. One cam show for an hour can definitely make a, a decent, you don't even have to be famous. You just have to be Pornhub famous three to five grand an hour, mm-hmm. you know, and that's where they make their money. Right. But that's, that's kind of limited to maybe like the top, what, 25 girls. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I don't know because they're, the porn industry, unlike the old days, does not really have any super, super famous chicks anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, even as recently as five or six years ago, we had like Brie Olson and people like that. And, you know, obviously, you know, um, now I can't think of one Savannah or, um, who's the one that's friends with us? Oh, Jasmine, Jasmine St. Clair. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there was back then when there was movies that were selling, there was an audience for that. Now there's not. So it's not like, it's not like you would be jumping into a channel or into a stormy Daniels fucking webcam show. I don't know that she does them or doesn't do. I mean, you might, but that would cost too much. Again, porn has dumbed itself down to where it doesn't cost as much money anymore. If you went into like a stormy Daniels who everybody's heard of, you went into a stormy Daniels type of a thing. You're probably going to pay a thousand dollars to get her to do anything, to pinch her nipples or something (laughs) like that. But you can go for a hotter, younger chick who may not have as big of a name, but you've watched her in 10 videos and you know, she knows how to work a dick, right? You could pay her $150 and, and get exactly what you want. And she's hotter than the, than the famous one. Fame is not good in porn anymore. Right. I get that. You know, that's, that's the difference. Well, that's kind of why I was asking the question because, you know, going all the way back to like the seventies when they actually had theaters. Oh yeah. You know, where they actually had porn theaters sure. and then, you know, into the eighties and into the nineties. And then of course, once the internet uh, age hit, then that just mm-hmm. kind of destroyed that industry. Oh yeah. I still think there's a lot of money being made. It's just being made a different way. Yeah. Now. Well, I, I would agree. And that's, that's why I was asking the question about, you know, how, you know, why anybody would get into porn because they would definitely have to be very slick at the whole marketing thing. There's, there's several documentaries on both Amazon prime and Netflix that, um, that profile, how people make, make money in porn today. Lots of them. Hell underbelly. The one that, that now Bandium was a part of underbelly really profiled the girls talking about porn. Right. And, and how, what they have to do to make money. Now there, there's a lot of information in there. Just talking to the various girls. Sure. And not many of them were, were like famous. You know, I, I, I mean, there was one or two whose name you might recognize, but you know, for the most part, it was just all, you know, shit stained cum, cum queens. <laughs> nice. Well, anyway, uh, the famous men's magazine had been planning to go digital for some time. Right. But publishers uh, day disruption due to the spread of the uh, virus has led them to accelerate that conversation. You believe that? No. Neither. I can't imagine that, you know, I, I, again, I'm, I'm surprised that, that it's today that they're discussing, well, you know, we think we probably need to stop uh, printing this thing. Yeah. And I have a hard time believing that a multi probably billion dollar corporation made this change to their core product after a two week period, right? Two weeks. Okay. We're done now. Get the fuck out of here with yeah. that. Established by Hugh Hefner in 1953. Okay, if you want to talk 1953, I can understand selling some magazines. Yeah, back then. Hell yeah. Yeah. Pe- people were running porn off on their mimeograph machines right. at that point. Sure. 
the bow tie wearing bunny mascot has since become one of the most uh, recognizable, recognizable, <laughs> trying to say that way, recognizable American brands in history. Playboy Enterprises chief executive Ben Cohen announced the decision in an open letter on publishing platform medium. Cohen wrote last week as the disruption from the coronavirus uh, to contend with production and the supply chain became clearer and clearer. We were forced to accelerate a conversation we've been having internally. The question of how to transform our u.s print product to better suit what consumers want today a revamped version of the magazine has been published quarterly since 2019 i think that's when i thought they were done printing Mm -hmm. he went on to say that uh, let's see cohen admitted that due to the changing media consumption habits i.e the internet (laughs) yeah uh, that Playboy uh, print content reaches the hands of only a fraction of our fans. <laughs> okay, that's quite understandable. Who's buying magazines these days? When's, yeah, I, I mean, when's the last time you bought any kind of a magazine? Oh, when did Rip go out of business? <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he went on to say that the spring 2020 issue would be Playboy's last just think about it, dude. Who bought, who traditionally bought Playboy? Married guys, right? I would think so. I, yeah, I guess. Well, now you can go to your phone and not get caught. That's the difference. Why would you want some big clunky magazine that you're, what, hiding underneath the spare tire <laughs> in your car? So that you can get a good read at lunchtime in the <laughs> parking lot at your job? You know, I mean, get real. Yeah. Hey, go to your phone, take it to your phone. You can view it while you're sitting in the bathroom on a on a piss break at sure. fucking lunch or right. whatever at your right. job. Yeah. Or or not even at your job at home. Yeah. Go in the bathroom, fucking let out a good shit so it stinks, and fucking watch <laughs> some porn. Well, you got you got it all down, don't you? The wife would never know. <laughs> it's like this. It's like. You're not jerking off in there, are you? I'm really bound up, honey. <laughs> what's I taking have... you so? <laughs> what's taking you so long? It's that high fiber cereal you're giving me. <laughs> it, it still amazes me why guys, even in this day and age, get married. I have no clue on that one. It's just, I don't get it. It's the dumbest thing you can do. It's the worst contract you can sign. Why would you do it? Yeah. Makes no sense. Yeah. I'm, ge- I'm, I'm getting I'm getting married. It's like, what? Because I want the stability. Shut up. The stability. What stability? You got as much stability in a marriage as you do at fucking not being fired from your job. Right. There's no loyalty to anybody in anything. There's no loyalty in marriage. There's no loyalty in fucking work. Both. Uh, how many guys have you ever heard that are fucking shocked when 25 years later they get fired from their gig? They all are. <laughs> They're all stunned. I was such a good, loyal employee, and they didn't care, and they fired me. It's the same with a wife. A well, wife will keep you around until she finds another dick that fits her pussy better. Right. Period. You know, I, and I, I think I may have told this story on the show years ago, yeah. but when I was a young, young lad, about 21 years old, mm-hmm. and I moved to California and I was working at Roadway, Yeah, my boss, he was, I think he was probably in his mid forties okay. and, and he was, he was a real mentor, uh, to me as a young person. And he, he, he had a real good grasp on the reality of life. Okay. And I remember sitting in his office and he would always be giving me these nuggets of wisdom as it were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the things that stuck with me from day one, when, when we were having a discussion, mm-hmm. he said, women are always looking for the bigger and better deal. Yeah, always. 
the bigger and better deal. I think I was having a problem with my my then wife. Okay. And that that's when he laid that one on me. He said, sure. and I will never forget. I, I remember that like that happened yesterday. And right. that stuck with me all the way through to today. He's, they're always looking for the bigger and better deal. Right. It's true. Dude, somebody, somebody in the chat room just said it absolutely best. She is not yours. It's just your turn. True. That is it in a nutshell. They're not yours. They don't care. <laughs> well, here, here's my personal uh, experience. Okay. Once, once I've cut, cut them loose, they mm -hmm. always seem to circle back around again at some point. Always. Oh yeah. They always circle mm -hmm. back around. Yeah. And it's just like, what do you want now? You, you had this. So what's, what's the deal now? I thought you had something better going on. I'm going to tell you what the deal is. They see that you move on, that you keep going and you're not unhappy. Yeah. Once they, once they see that you're on, that you're not unhappy, then it's like, uh oh, maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> maybe, maybe this could have worked. I could have had the happy guy instead of the guy that feels like he's fucking in jail. Yeah, you know. And then they they swing back around, thinking not not fully realizing that they were the jail. Yeah, that's the part that they never seem to understand. It's not that. It's not so much that that we've attained freedom. It's that we've gotten rid of. The jailer. There's a big difference. Yeah. Freedom was always there. Unfortunately, we had a jailer that kept the door locked from, from attaining the freedom. Right. You know, it's the way it is. Yeah, it is. Anyway, getting back to the playboy. Uh, yeah. Cohen said the magazine will now move to a digital first publishing schedule for all of its content. Can you believe it's been this long? <laughs> We're in 2020 and they're just now going digital. Way to, way to set the bar. You, even, even newspapers went digital years ago. <laughs> Glad to see playboys on top of things. Yeah, here. The, our first publishing will go on uh, line here soon. I got, you know what else I heard in 2026, they're going to introduce videos online. <laughs> However, he said limited print offerings would still be produced for special editions. Mm, good. He wrote, print is how we began and print will always be a part of who we are. Great. Yeah. Nothing like keeping a hold of that dinosaur. Yeah, you, you know who they're appealing to? The guys that are like Jackal. Yeah. Guys that won't adjust to the modern age. I still got to have a hard copy, man. <laughs> I need to read who the editor was of this photo shoot. It's nothing like holding it in your hand, man. Right. Not your dick. I mean the magazine. Exactly. Ugh. The first I'm issue. The people. <laughs> the first issue of the magazine in 1953 featured nude photographs of Marilyn Monroe and sold more than 50,000 copies. Yeah. As well as nude pictures, the magazine also in, uh, included articles from writers including Margaret Atwood, Vladimir blah, 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 and Kurt Vonnegut, as well as interviews with uh, Fidel Castro, Martin Luther King Jr., and John Lennon. I know I would have bought that magazine. Not me. <laughs> In 2015, Playboy stopped publishing images of naked women, citing the proliferation of nudity online. See that? I, I knew that that was true. Remember, I just said five yeah, years did. ago, I thought they did it. You That's did. when. You did. Yeah. All right. Pamela Anderson stripped off for the final nude edition. However, by 2017, they had uh, reversed their decision. So. Of course they, they basically, <laughs> it's like well, nobody's buying this magazine. It's just reading shit. Yeah. Who the fuck wants to buy Maxim light? Yeah. I want to watch. I, I want to look at naked chicks. Yeah. That's that. Well, you know, somewhere in their dumb office, there's some fucking chick. I guarantee you it's a chick saying, you know, 
Playboy's not only about the tits and ass. It's always been about the articles and the story. And meanwhile, then when they got rid of it, no one bought it. Yeah, well, well, that was always the joke, wasn't it? Oh, I, I buy it for the articles. Yeah. It was a joke, but they thought that people were serious, apparently. <laughs> Jesus. So you never bought a Playboy? Not a single one? No. Never? No. I've only bought one, but I but I bought one. Pamela Anderson. Yeah, I, I never I've never purchased a Playboy. I mean I've I've been given them, but I've never gone to the store and bought one. I remember going into that store. In fact, I know where I was. It was a <laughs> it was a Lawson's in Lawson's. Soap. Now there's Lawson. there's a throwback. It was it was like one of the last Lawson's. And it was in Solon, Ohio, and I went in there and bought the the first cover that Pamela Anderson did. Okay. And I certainly remember sitting in the parking lot of that Lawson's just fucking ogling the the pictures of Pamela Anderson. And then I I like I said before, I tucked it under a spare tire to get to not because I did not want to throw it away. <laughs> and at the house that I would, this is so bad. It's a true story. <laughs> I, I, the house that I, that I was living in at the time was like, a. It I had a big living room. Okay. And this was at back at the time when you had speakers, the big giant speakers. Yeah. And when Georgetta left one day, I took apart the speaker, put it in the back, the back of the speaker, and it sat there for about four years until she was vacuuming or something, and she tumped over the speaker and heard it flump around in the speaker. <laughs> so she took it apart. She and took found the speaker the apart. She certainly did. Oh my god! Just and and busted me out with my Playboy that oh, I was hiding. Oh my goodness, a Playboy. Yeah, how dare I? <laughs> and then, and then that was met with screaming and yelling and a, you know, a slammed door and right. no talking for days and all that other bullshit. Mm -hmm. Oh, such a lovely marriage I was uh, in. So great, so great, my ass. You didn't live it. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I never will again. No, that's funny. It's just like, yep. it's, a, it's just amazing that she would go through the pains of taking a speaker apart. Well, uh, if, if she thought that there was a way to fucking hammer me, she would do it. <laughs> so great. You think, dude, you've seen that in action. I did, but it's just, I, I can't even imagine living that way. Uh, well, it wasn't fun. Oh, I, I'm aware. Believe me. <laughs> Definitely was not a fun existence. I, I, but I, I just can't. I can't imagine trying to have a little bit of happiness on the side and, and having someone trying to put that fire out every time. Wasn't good. <laughs> it's okay. this, it's this, this challenge of, man, I'm just going to have a little bit of a utopia here, a little escape away from my normal life. It's like, what? Are you having fun? Are you enjoying yourself? I'm taking that away from you. I said it in little victories, man. When you live in a terrible, fucked up situation, fucked up seems normal. And you don't even realize how bad it is. It's once you get away from it for a minute. Yeah. And you start, and you start seeing, hey, this really wasn't such a big deal. <laughs> that's when you're like, the fuck was I doing? You know, and that's really what it was for me was I just didn't see. I didn't see that anything was even out of whack. Ugh. It's all my friends. I, I, I mean, in fairness, n most of my friends were married and they were all playing the same dumb married game. Mm -hmm. They were all the same. Well, let me check with the boss to see if I can go out with you tonight. Right. You know, it was that, that scenario with most of my friends. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, you hear that when you're, when you're talking about going to whatever the Indians game or something. <laughs> And you hear all your buddies going, well, you know, let's check with old, with the old ball and chain and see what she's got to say about things. And you'd go and two of them would drag their dumb wife with you with them because they weren't strong enough to tell her to stay home. Right. So, and it's that fucking weird, 
not truly a guy's night out. You do that enough and that becomes your life. Yeah. And you don't know any better. You don't even remember what it was like before you had some cunt telling you what you could and couldn't do. Right. You just don't remember anymore. Well, I mean, even George Thorogood, that one song, he's just like, go to my good friend's house, you know. I said, I'm outdoors, you know. You think I could stay with you for a little while? I don't know. Let me go ask my wife. Yeah. <laughs> so when he comes back to the door, I could see in his face the answer was no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The wife don't like that unless it's their friend. Right. Well, even in my line of business yeah you know i i get people inquiring about purchasing you know a shipping container mm -hmm. how much is that you know how you know blah 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 well let me talk it over with the wife <sighs> and i'll get back with you yeah and then they never call because the wife is like that, what are you gonna buy that for that thing's gonna be an eyesore it's just gonna sit in the backyard and never do anything exactly and and you're absolutely right. I never hear back from them. I never hear back. Once they say I'm gonna check with my wife, you you just it's fucking like throw okay. That it was nice talking to you for the last five minutes, but good luck with that. Take that fucking that that temporary order or whatever you're writing. You crumple it up. <laughs> Gone. Not even gonna waste time on a callback. You're, you're absolutely right. That's yeah, that's one hundred. That is one hundred percent correct. Of course. Yeah. You, you know. I'll, I need to check with my wife really means no. <laughs> in, in every case. It does. In every, dude, dude, when somebody says that to you, and I know it's happened with something, whether it's going out or doing something yeah. or buying something or whatever it is, and then they come back and say, okay, let's do it. You're always amazed. Yes. Every time. You're never like, hey, I, I sort of thought that we were going to actually go to the game anyway. It's always like, oh, really? And then if, then it's followed by, yeah, but I got to paint the house next weekend first. <laughs> I have to make concessions. Yeah. I told her I'd work out every morning for a week <laughs> if I could fucking go with you. Well, we, you and I have a mutual friend who's in the IT business. Oh, yeah. And I had to uh, call him earlier this week. For, mm -hmm. for an IT-related issue. Okay. And when I called him, he immediately was like, hey, listen, I'll have to call you back because we're out shopping for supplies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always had that problem, too. That was a whole nother thing. I couldn't even I tell him what the problem was. I, I was literally calling him for a real issue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got the, I'll have to call you back because we're shopping. Dude, I can't tell you how many times I had to hear this cell phone is ruining our marriage <laughs> because I would get calls. Yeah. Because I was working two jobs and doing the radio show where yeah. there was always calls for things. Yeah. And it was a constant. It was, it was a constant. You care more about those people than you do about me and your family. No, this is my livelihood. The reason I have a family is because I can afford to pay for it. Well, and you want the truth? By that point, it was probably true. By the by that point, I was like, you know what? Yeah, call from friend talking about Iron Maiden or sitting in the kitchen talking to you about fucking corned beef hash. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'll talk to my friend about Iron Maiden. And since you've decided everything I listen to is the devil's music, I can't fucking talk to you about it. Right. You damn twat, and I don't want to fucking talk about Mercy <laughs> Me or Jars of Clay. <laughs> Think of that. Well, you know, that that was my life as a teenager that, uh, you know, the all the music that I liked was the devil's music. Yeah, but at least your mom didn't come through and fucking ravage it. True. But, but the point is, is that, you know, no matter what it is that I did or liked, it was mm -hmm. bad. Of course it was. It was bad. Everything was bad. Dude, I, I still remember coming home the one day and finding all of the fucking CD jackets taken out of all of my CDs and fucking torn up and thrown into a pile <laughs> on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? 
This stuff is the devil's. Music. I was going to sell those on eBay. The devil's music. She didn't care. She didn't care. She did not care. She's like, what are you listening to this mega death? Ugh, what is this filth? It's all filth. It's like, ugh, get over yourself. Oh, my God. Uh, Hef knew who, who claimed to have slept with more than a thousand women died later that year. Recognizing the need for change, Cohen told Playboy fans, sometimes you have to let go of the past to make room for the future. After opening his letter by sharing his deepest wishes for the health and the safety of our global community, he signed off. Stay safe. Okay. He's a concerned citizen. <laughs> Thanks. Will do. So there you are. Playboy no more. Goodbye, Playboy. Can't say that I'll miss you even a little. <laughs> never, never was a big, was a big reader of Playboy. No. It's like, I, I again, I can understand 1953 being that the yeah. only game in town. Yeah, I get that. 2020 yeah. not so no. much i'd say about by 1990 it was yeah. pretty should have been over yeah 90 was probably it for playboy because by then you had all the really dirty magazines yeah too. of course and and playboy was always expensive too wasn't it like five dollars an issue or something i couldn't even begin to tell you i was gonna spend five dollars an issue i'm gonna go 750 and get fucking some real you know basic twat magazine or whatever <laughs> i get the real uh, just, just just the thought you know just i remember a lot of the discussions that went on with uh you know guys that i knew mm -hmm. oh did you get did you get we oui? oui yeah i did yeah of yeah. course and as Beats. you as you mentioned earlier swank swank of course <laughs> But of course, the the coup de gras was the hustler. Yeah, hustler was hustler was not quite to we and swank level of dirt, mm -hmm. but it's far dirtier than Playboy. Yeah, hustler was still it was like your respectable porn. It was the last of the true respectable porn. Yeah, but but you know, of course, when hustler was you know making the news, as it were, mm -hmm. that Larry Flint. Yeah, you know he he was a villain. Well, he was a pig. Yeah, look at look at what this guy's doing. Yeah, huh. and of course all the religious zealots were just like you know Larry Flint is the devil, mm -hmm. and you know obviously he he even took a bullet. Yeah. Meanwhile, he pocketed though a quick billion. Oh, I'm sure he did. Of course. The one I never really liked was Penthouse. Penthouse was like, it was like in the middle of Playboy yeah, and, uh, and Hustler. Hustler. But they always had fuzzy cameras. Their camera <laughs> work was never good. Right. It always seemed like they had these grainy pictures. Sure. And I, that was like their style or what. But it was like, Jesus Christ, clean the lens, dickhead. Right. I want to take a good look at those hard nips. I want to see what I'm looking at, not fucking through some grainy shit. Right fuck is this 1973 am i up on top of the roof turning the antenna <laughs> get it clear what the fuck well you got to give you got to give penthouse or not penthouse but uh hustler credit because they made uh rip magazine a division i do like that of yeah. hustler you know so not only did you get your porn but you also got your hard rock and metal yeah well that was good yeah and our good friend uh uh, lawn friend he benefited from that yeah he did you know and you know again i guess uh larry flint's wife what was her name athena or something uh, yeah mm -hmm. uh she what she died of like a heroin aids, AIDS? wasn't it i thought it was AIDS. it might have been aids i i think she was an intravenous uh, uh drug user so she probably contracted the AIDS through shooting, you know, heroin. But I think, uh, you know, the the band Guns N' Roses, they were like a favorite of. 
We're both wrong. Accidental drowning. Was it? <laughs> Cause of death, death, accidental drowning. Okay. Way off. She was a, she was a drug addict though. I know that. Yeah, I know. But uh, Guns N' Roses basically got launched because they, for, you know, they were a favorite of hers. Right. And according to Lon Friend, uh, he said that they were often hanging out with her and, you know, the, the uh, hustler um, at Larry Flint's place and stuff. Right. And so, right. of course, when, uh, you know, they launched Rip magazine, uh, Lon Friend featured Guns N' Roses quite prominently in his magazine. Right. So, yep, I remember that. so they funded they funded Rip magazine, one of the best magazines out there at the time. Mm-hmm. I still got a whole shitload of Rip magazines. Rip was the best. Mm-hmm. I know people hate this album, but their year-long profile of the making of the Black Album was fucking stellar. Was I, I got it every single month, and I had to, again, you think it was bad trying to sneak around porn? I had to sneak around music magazines, too. <laughs> really? She, she didn't like me having those either. You're, you're wasting our money on that? Yeah. We can't afford to buy groceries, but you can buy Rip Magazine? Pretty much. (laughs) Wow, your life was just a joy. Uh, Every minute of it. Every fucking minute of it. It only seemed like it lasted, oh, I don't know, 70, 80 years. In those 20. The best part of it was when I was in the coma. I didn't have to get bitched at. At least she came to the hospital saying, oh, I hope you're okay, honey. Right. <laughs> Probably the only time. Right. Wow. <laughs> All right. Boy, you, you've, you've had quite the, uh, the run there. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't real good. <laughs> so, I don't know, man. You know what? After, after I, uh, got divorced in 87. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's, that's not happening ever again i wish i would have i just wish i would have i wish i wouldn't have taken my dumb vows so seriously what a stupid thing but i swear to god it's the truth was i just i i had it in my head that i said better worse sick health blah 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 and that was that all right well fair enough i I just wasn't going to be a liar and and i always felt like running away from whatever would make me a liar so I just stuck it out until she fucking split. And, and, and that's the honest to God's truth. If she hadn't split, still be fucking married. All right. Well, I get it. Trust me. I get it. Would have been ridiculously terrible, but I still would be married. <laughs> Think the CMS would still be going? No. You would have quit? I don't know. I, I you know, I'm going to be honest with you is that and I know you know this is a fact, is that I always knew you were coming back. I always yeah. I always knew you were coming back. It was a two and a half year hiatus, but I knew you were coming back. Well, you knew more than me. Well, I knew it. I told you you were coming back. I said you're gonna be back. I didn't yep. know how long it would be, but you were gonna be back. It was the the chemistry was just, you know, uh it, the chemistry was undeniable and it was just like, no, nah, th- th- this, this has got to go on. Right. You're going to be I back. Telling me that like really like early. Like, I did. Right. When I quit, right. When I quit, I did. It's like, we can't let this thing go. This, this yeah. can't just go, just stop that. You're going to come back. Well, well, you can, if you want to thank her for anything, thank her for it because <laughs> had she not booted me to the curb, I wouldn't have come back. Right. I'd have been done forever, but thankfully she hated me enough to throw me away. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we should take a break. I think right. uh, this next song is uh, kind of uh, appropriate. All right. Uh, for these, uh, you know, these bitches who uh, seem to uh, lie to us. <laughs> yeah. I got a uh, request from uh, somebody by the name of Kelly. Not the not the one I was involved with, but Kelly. All right. 
Uh, she says she would like to hear um, something from uh, Alice Cooper. All right. She'd like to hear something called Scarlet and Sheba. Right. Sounds good to me. All right. So this is dedicated to the lying bitches out there who destroyed our lives. It's Alice Cooper <laughs> exclusively here on your classic metal show. <laughs> 